Welcome to the Smiling Homeschool Podcast. This week's episode was a lot of fun to record since I was joined by my wife, my brother Ike, and my sister-in-law Carolyn, and we talk about some of the ways that homeschooling and our parents prepared us for adulthood. We were all in the same room, so the audio might be a little bit weird since we had to move the bike around, but overall, we think it should be a lot of fun for you. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's episode. They make math fun. You can check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. So, let's get started. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, as I said in the intro here, it's this week it's me, my wife, Rissa, uh, my sister-in-law, Carolyn, and my brother, Ike, are all here. Say hi, everyone. So before we get started here, though, I wanted to just give you an update. Dad obviously is gone. Um, he and my mom are actually speaking, and I think Dad mentioned this last week. Uh, he is speaking on a cruise down, I don't know where they're going. Are they going out in the Caribbean, Some, I assume, yeah. somewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where, uh, but they are gone for like eight nights, I think it is, something like that. So they're gone quite a while. I think it's the longest they've left the youngest kids and. A, a long, long time. They're at home right now, kind of bouncing between the different houses and that are, everyone's close by, so it's not a huge deal. Um, but they almost didn't make it on the way down. Uh, my mom didn't want to go for some reason for a little bit there, but uh, so she wanted the flight to be right last possible minute, but they didn't realize you actually had to be on board an hour before the ship left. And they thought it was, uh, they actually had two hours when in reality it was only one hour. And once you're up that close, they wouldn't even let you on. So uh, they had a layover in Chicago. They made it, but then their baggage didn't get uh, to the, like the, whatever the turnstile or whatever they call them, baggage baggage pickup, uh, because they made them check their bags for some reason. And I think they were like almost 30 minutes after they technically wouldn't let anyone get on board the ship. So somehow they... Uh, got on and they are now uh, off the grid hopefully in beautiful weather so but I think dad should be back he may not actually be yeah he should be back here next week okay cool so we should have dad back for the regular episode next week Um, but since uh, it's it was up to me this week I thought it would be fun to have a couple of my siblings and wife um, on here uh, to talk about since obviously they're all they're both graduated and if you don't know my wife's sister is carolyn so she's my sister-in-law twice and then she married my brother so uh you know it's 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 really awesome and it's been fun but uh they're both married this last year which you remember us talking about i'm sure because you know that was we talked about that for many weeks leading up and uh i thought it would be cool to talk about kind of because ike especially is pretty as dad always says he beats to his own tuba just meaning he you know he's definitely thinks outside the box in a lot of areas he's got a ton of interests he's super passionate about those and since we're all graduated all married um which is kind of weird to say honestly that i can't i still can't wrap my head around that but yeah i think it would be cool just to kind of talk about some of the things that our parents and and things that happened before uh we graduated that helped us you know with job with marriage things like that and maybe some ideas that you know you can encourage you but also don't worry too much because uh we don't have all the answers or anything like that but uh we just thought this would be encouraging but so to get started i just wanted uh i can carolyn to maybe uh tell them a little bit about yourselves and kind of uh what you've been doing you know how you met maybe well obviously through us since i mean you're related to both of us but um and just you know kind of a little bit about yourself and how old you are and everything like that just so people can get to know you yeah, so um, I'm Ike, uh, so I'm 20, uh, and then Carolyn, you're 20 also. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met, um, 
about five, six, six years ago or yes, so. Yes. Um, actually, right after uh, Ben and Rissa Ben and Rissa started dating. Yeah, so we met, um, and we kind of were just stayed friends for a little while. Um, I got a job at Culver's uh, when I was 15, and then she was working there at the time. Um, so I kind of used that as an in and to get to know Carolyn a little bit little bit uh, better than I did at the time just because I was slightly interested in her um, even though I had only known her for a couple months I thought she was super sweet um, but yeah so I talked to her a whole bunch about getting the job at Culver's was finally able to get in and get the job um, we worked there together for about a year and a half um, and we just kind of, kind of continue to grow our really uh, friendship not relationship friendship <laughs> um, all the while it was a very very long process so like I said that was about five, six years ago um, when we were both working at Culver's at the same time. Um, And it was just a very long process. I was interested in her pretty much ever since I've known her. Um, Her, on the other hand, is a little bit more back and forth. I'll tell my side. Yeah, (laughs) I guess she'll tell her side of it. Um, But anyways, so yeah, uh, so that's how we met. Um, It's through Ben Rissa, which is super cool. Um, um, But yeah, so we just kind of, uh, after we had kind of moved on from Culver's, we still uh, stood in uh, connection and we... Just we're pretty much good friends, and we did a lot, a lot of things together with our families. And again, because of Ben Rissa, all family events and just everything, pretty much we were always together. So it was a really pretty cool situation. She, she was stuck with me, even though she didn't want to be with me at the time. Um, so it worked out pretty good, I'd say, for both of us. Um, but yeah, so the, the Lord for sure had His timing and planning um, for us to finally ended up uh, dating about four years after we met. Um, which I didn't think it'd come soon enough. Uh, but, uh, well, this is all when you're still like only like 16. So. <laughs> right, which is a good I'm thing since we, since we met when we were only 15. Uh, it was a really a pretty pretty perfect timing because again, if we would have started dating, it would have been a much longer wait to have been married. So it worked out pretty well. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so <laughs> I remember when I first met Ike. He was like a little brother to me, honestly. We were really good friends. We'd watch movies and hang out, and we had a fun little friend group. And it wasn't until I was probably, like, 17, turning 18, until I feel like, honestly, it was an act of God. (laughs) My eyes, like, were finally opened of, like, oh, this is an act. He's pretty cute. He loves Jesus. His family's awesome. Um, So it really... It wasn't until we were 18 that we actually started dating. But um, I remember back at Culver's, I started when I was 14. And I remember the first text I got from him, Rissa told me, like, hey, there's Ike, and he's probably going to text you about getting a job at Culver's. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll talk to this kid. So the rest is basically history. So uh, can you tell me a little bit, you know, and everyone else, just so you know, like you graduated, obviously, uh, got married earlier this, uh, this year. Um, what, you know, what, what are you currently doing? And then I know, obviously, we've mentioned it, I think, on the podcast maybe before, but kind of tell everyone what you're planning on doing here in the next couple of months, just so they kind of know where you're all at. So again, we were married in, um, back in August, August 24th, um, and ever since then, uh, so uh I've been working from home, actually. I uh, do some things online. I kind of buy and resell things and just try to make a little bit of profit here and there. Um, A lot of that's been a huge learning lesson. Um, A lot of that I've never tried to do again because it wasn't working out so well. But uh, there's also been some other areas where I've um, been creating some projects and then selling them on the online platforms like Etsy. Um, So I've been doing that at home. 
Um, so we've been uh, staying at a lake house um, just a few minutes away from my parents' house, actually, and then also been um, where they are living. Um, so just a little bit, a little town called Leesburg. Um, so we're at a lake house. Um, so a family from uh, Carolyn's home church that she grew up in, um, a family from that church basically so graciously allowed us to be staying there. Um, and it's been great uh, for the past few months here, uh, past four or five months, which we were just saying the other day, how crazy, how fast it's gone by and how long it seems. But at the same time, it feels like it's gone by and blink him and I. Um, so we've been staying there um, and I've been yeah, working from home. Uh, so I've got stuff everywhere. Uh, but anyway, so, so in about uh, two months here, so both of our long-term uh, uh, dreams, both of ours, has uh, been to work at Disney. Uh, my dad back in uh, college actually worked uh, for a summer at uh, Disney World in Florida. Um, so we've always wanted to go do that, um, at least I have. On Before I even had met Carol, and I always thought it'd be super cool to work at Disney someday. And I was had no idea that the girl that I had married had the biggest, uh, the same equal dream as me is to work at Disney. Um, so then, yeah, so after we started dating, we kind of, you know, got to know each other better. We both kind of started to realize that it was a potential future of ours is if we ended up getting married to actually move to Florida um, and work at Disney for, you know, at the time we didn't know how long we'd be thinking about doing that for. Um, but so after we've been married, after we've kind of figured out all the details, so the plan is uh, my sister Kat, she's getting married on uh, February 15th. So basically as soon as that wedding's over um, and we're going to start packing everything up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as soon as we're able to get out of there pretty much. So uh, end of February slash early March is when we're going to be making the move hopefully. So Lord willing, if everything goes well, um, we've been uh, making some calls and trying to get some uh, people to go check out apartments for us down in Florida, um, which is so kind of them to do that. Uh, but yeah, so we're just trying to figure out all the the details here and there that it takes to move states for being only 20. It's a little bit nerve wracking, but we're super, super excited. Um, but yeah, so end of February is when we're thinking about making the move. So, but we're super, super excited. All right. So, uh, I'm going to do Ike and then also Carolyn, I want maybe separate because you're both into like, you've always were into different things and over the, over the years, obviously, uh, Ike, as we kind of alluded to, uh, he has a lot of interests that he, I would say not just interests, obsessions probably is a better descriptor, similar to me and some of his other brothers as well. Um, but I think homeschooling allowed for a lot of those areas that he was interested in, to really thrive in ways that he may not have been able to uh, devote as much time and um, you know energy into. But I was thinking if maybe you could both go, Ike maybe first since I already you know mentioned it. Um, kind of what are some of the things that you think homeschooling benefited you in the you know maybe especially going into high school because uh, I feel like that's well you are always into all that kind of stuff all you know. Um, I mean, just everything, the motors, electrical, all sorts of different things, um, kind of how that, you know, allowed you to grow in homeschooling and what mom and dad, maybe a couple things that stood out to you now looking back, like you're thankful that mom and dad, you know, encouraged you and everything. And this is not just to like, go like, oh, look at mom and dad and then he did such a good job. But this is to hopefully from a kid's, well, he's not a kid now, but you know, from a young adult who was recently a teen, kind of some of the things that helped us, you know, be equipped to take on the world or whatever. And, uh, and hopefully this can encourage you if you have high schoolers that you're doing a good job and that, um, you know, you don't need to put them in a public school for them to be prepared. Uh, you have way more tools, way more possibility and options at home. But, uh, Ike, if you could tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I'm sure everyone would be interested. Yeah. Then, um, so yeah, like he was saying, I was homeschooled my whole life. Um, 
And looking back on it, I, at the time, even while I was, you know, all through high school and just all growing up, um, I never really appreciated as much as I do now. Um, looking back on it, it really did open up a whole, um, world of possibilities and just windows. Um, because again, the awesome thing in my opinion about homeschooling is that the parents have the choice and the possibility to allow them to learn something they normally wouldn't in, you know, your typical school system, um, to where you can kind of channel, um, their interests and passions into certain school subjects. So like mom, I'm super, super grateful for it now looking back on it again. And I was growing up also, uh, but, uh, so again, like Ben said, I have a whole bunch of passions for a whole bunch of different things. Um, and it's always rapidly changing and it was in high school also. And mom knew that and she knew what kind of person, you know, I was and what I was interested in. And it was extremely valuable because again, uh, so like electronics and technology and just, I mean, I loved animals and just engines and everything. I mean, a huge, uh, broad area of different things I was into. Um, and again, she was able to kind of channel those things into the schooling that I do. Um, and she was able to kind of create the subjects out of those things I was into. So like, um, so even if it, you know, again, she, she, she used a whole bunch of different programs and she was able to know, you know, her kid. And so she was able to use whichever worked best for each one. So again, uh, like, so I was in electronics, so she, you know, would, instead of doing, you know, a particular science uh, book or whatever, she would allow me to do something, you know, she'd give me a few options and I was kind of, we'd go over them or whatever. Um, and again, it would, I mean, it sometimes would end up being a huge, huge, thick, you know, th four inch electronics book and all the different parts of a computer or just electronics and electricity in general. And I mean, I, I learned so much through those books. Um, and it was incredible just learning everything, um, and, or engines or whatever gas engines, you know, I, I mean, I had a small gas engines books and I learned tons from that and I still hold all those things with me. I mean, even it applies to so many things and, uh, and again, it wasn't just the schooling side of things where it is actually able to be applied to your, you know, not resume, but your diploma or whatever. So like, um, so when I was around 11, it was my dream of mine to, uh, to basically build a jetpack someday. I mean, I had the dream for pretty much my whole life. And, uh, so basically one of the things I needed to be able to create this jetpack, I pleaded with my dad to see if we could find a uh, jet engine online. And I'm like, dad, let's just look online to see if we can find a jet engine. And he's like, Ike, he's like, there's no way they're going to actually sell those online. So I'm like, come on, let's just please look. So we looked on eBay, um, we searched just jet engine and sure enough, I mean, there was several jet engines that came up on eBay. Of course, you know, they're huge amounts of money, so we couldn't afford them, but we were able to find uh, plans online to build your own pulse jet engine. Um, so we bought the, uh, plans. I bought the plans. I pretty much used all my money. I think it was only like $30 at the time, but for 11 year old, I was, I didn't have much money. So I used all my money to buy these plans. I got the plans. It took a little while, um, to get the plans shipped or whatever. Uh, but I got them and I studied that thing uh, day and night. And again, uh, with the time, you know, with homeschooling and again, my interests, uh, they were able to, uh, really nurture that. So like one of the items I needed to be able to create this jet engine at the time was to learn how to weld. So my parents for my 13th birthday, um, they gifted me a welder, which was incredible. So I was able to learn welding and all the things that it entailed. Um, and again, just nurturing the passion of mine to build a jet engine, which even though it was, you know, just to get a jet engine or whatever, it also included, you know, learning how to weld, learning all the electronics and everything like that. And just, again, just the tools that they should, they provided was amazing. You know, the whole, like some of it is Ike's always been a dreamer and, uh, 
I think mom and or dad especially, but overall they've they've always just been encouraging to those dreams. And I think a lot of people would be fearful of like, what you want to build a jet engine? That's stupid. Or oh, you want to work and at home and you know make th- you know three D print stuff and sell stuff on Etsy and eBay. Like people would be like, well, you should be going. You know, but mom and dad they don't they know he's smart. He's going to take care of himself and his wife, and that uh, they'll figure it out. And they've always just been really good at encouraging dreams. And for you, I don't you know as parents like um, I would encourage you if you have teens or younger kids who are dreaming something, encourage that. You know, you don't have to take a loan out on your house to buy them something just because, you know, uh, they're into something for a little short while. But, um, you know, if you can, I think fan them and God will take care of the rest from there. Um, I think that's something that they've done really well with Ike. And I think he's, you know, hopefully felt encouraged and stuff overall, maybe not from siblings, but from his parents at least. (laughs) Um, But then Carolyn, she's obviously done she's done a bunch as well uh she's you know had her own business as well and uh so i wanted her kind of maybe go into some of the stuff that she's felt like helped her um through homeschooling and her parent you know and her mom uh you know how she felt um enabled to do what she's been into i don't know um where you all live if you have the 4-h program or not um but that's something that me and rissa actually bonded over when we were little um, she was a 10-year 4-H'er, which is as long as they let you um, be in 4-H. Um, and I always looked up to her because the 4-H program was such a character building. Um, me and Rissa, we got a lot of bonding out of that. Like, we showed goats together. Um, and through 4-H, I also learned how to do cake decorating. Um, and that was something I didn't... I remember my first year I did it. I hated it. I was like, this is too time consuming. I don't like that they make you do this. and I don't like this. And then um, I actually took a break for a couple years and then came back into it and realized that I actually loved it. And it was a good creative outlet that you could just make whatever you wanted. And it was out of cake and it tasted good. So that was awesome. Um, And so once I graduated or was close to graduating, Um, because you'd only do a cake once a year at the fair, but I wanted to do it more than once. So I started a small business, um, Ever After Cakes, and I would just get hired randomly, sometimes more than others in a month, but I would just make birthday cakes, graduation cakes, and just really getting myself out there. Um, I even did a couple wedding cakes for some people, which was really scary because that's their wedding, but um, it taught me a lot of perseverance because sometimes I'd be working 10 hours on a cake and then wonder if this is all worth it (laughs) but um it really taught me a lot and my mom and dad were super instrumental in all of that because of homeschooling I had so much time to really like teach myself from books or YouTube or just messing around in the kitchen um yeah so that was amazing All right, I'm going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums available in our family, including Ike has used it for many years and we've loved it. They have a new 3.0 version of the curriculum that is better than ever and you can access from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy to understand way that takes the stress and some of the responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they're learning and you can check their progress. 
Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit the website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out a free trial and view a sample lesson. We'd encourage you to do it, and it's easy to switch at any time. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. You know, and again, you know, this isn't like, here's a bunch more curriculum you need to teach your kids or your teens, or here's a bunch more stuff. It's just encourage and encourage. And I think that will help them so much going forward into, because, you know, a lot of kids going into college and stuff, they don't really know what their, maybe even their gifts or what they really want to do. Um, because, you know, so many people I talk to, it's just, What's the, you know, they need to find the job, need to find the career, but they don't know what that is. And I think by encouraging your kids earlier, they will find things that are interested in them and hopefully that will give them more direction. At least that's what we've found. Um, But one thing that I also wanted to talk uh, to them about was they both, and Rissa also, because she worked there as well, pretty, how old were you when you worked at Culver's? 16. So she was 16 and you were both 14? I was 14. Okay, so they all, so Culver's here in town. I don't know if everywhere, and not everywhere in the U.S. has Culver's, but it's like, I would say, you know, it's it's nice uh, fast food. They have great service. They're, it's kind of like Chick-fil-A a little bit in terms of quality, not maybe quite as high, but very close, I think. Um, it's, it's really great. It's definitely in the Midwest, and uh, it's, there's hundreds of locations. But anyways, and uh, they both started working there really young. Obviously, they have a lot of restrictions when they're 14, but... Um, you know, but I think that's really interesting. And, and especially, uh, I think me and dad are going to do a podcast in the future, kind of about like how to prep your kids for, um, you know, for work and for graduating out of high school and stuff like that. But I thought it'd be interesting just to see, you know, cause that is pretty young and homeschoolers, you know, a lot of times people still say, Oh, we well, don't have the opportunity to meet people. You don't have the opportunity to interact with people, which is just not true. But um, if you're looking for your kid to learn responsibility and learn um, work ethic and you're wanting something like that, something like this can be a huge learning experience. So I thought I'd let all three of them talk about kind of some of the um, benefits, some of the what they learned from being able to do that, and maybe some of the, you know, if there's any drawbacks as well, um, just because I think it's uh, definitely something that could be, uh, you know, can be a good thing if you are looking for some kind of outlet and your kid does want to learn, earn some extra money. Obviously, it should not rule your life at that age, I don't think, because as you as a parent, you're going to have to drive them there and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, that's definitely uh, not always going to be a situation for every kid. But um, so maybe... You know, Rissa, you haven't said anything yet. Maybe you can chime in and then let uh, Ike and Carolyn share kind of theirs since they were super young. Okay, yeah. So I worked at Culver's. Um, I think I, we were talking about it. I think I was 16 when I um, got a job there. And previous to that, I had worked at um, Pizza Hut. It was kind of like my first job. We knew some people who worked there and I washed dishes. Um, that was not my favorite job ever. So I was looking to get out of that. Went to Culver's, um, and I think in total I was there for, was it four years maybe? Yeah, probably close to four years, almost five years. Um, and in my time there, I started off as just like a just a team member. Um, and then by the end of my time there, I was a shift leader, like manager, um, which that whole process taught me a lot of um, gaining responsibilities and Um, I was in high school, so I had to, um, I mean, I was in charge of getting myself there on time um, and then responsible for everyone who was working on my shifts, um, you know, doing all of the cash outs and I would make bank runs and locking up at night, doing all that. So, yeah, I feel like um, it's 
a good thing. Um, I mean, depending on your child, but for me, it was really good to like have that responsibility and was a big confidence builder for me, um, to have that responsibility. And, um, yeah, while I was, I mean, I wasn't super young, but I was still in high school, like just got my license. So yeah, I think overall it was good for me. And I think that sometimes uh, people have this thing like, oh, homeschoolers are going to be handicapped in terms of working or somewhere like that. But I can, Carolyn, do you think that homeschooling equipped you to be better and stand out while you were at Culver's? Or do you feel like you were less than, you know, everyone else because you weren't equipped in terms of, uh, you know, your can I can I add something? So uh, along with my responsibilities, I would do hiring and. Um, like look over applications, do interviews and stuff. And hands down, if they were homeschooled, they got the job. Like my boss was like, hire any homeschoolers you can. We want them all. They're all amazing. They have like more flexibility because I could work like, because I was homeschooled, I could work like in the afternoon, which was great because I did not like working in the evenings. Um, But yeah, he wanted all the homeschoolers because they were awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I started when I was 14, like Ben said, Um, and I honestly, I wasn't expecting to get a job at 14. I didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I want to get a job. Um, It was more so, like Rissa just said, her manager wanting all the homeschoolers to come work there, Um, and Culver's is a cool um, company because they let you work when you're 14. That's the minimum age that you can work there. There's tons of restrictions, but you still get a paycheck just like everyone else and you get treated like everyone else. Um, so really, I just started following Rissa's footsteps, like with 4-H. So I was like, I'll just follow her to Culver's. That sounds like a great idea. Um, and really, it started off with me just following my sister, but after about a week, it turned into Um, no, this is my job. I have to be the one responsible for waking up in the morning, getting my school done before I went to work, because my shift was normally from 11 to 2.30. I was allowed three hours, but I had to get all my school done before going to work, and then after, I was actually on a homeschool volleyball team, so right after work, most of the times, I'd get picked up by my mom, and I'd go straight to a volleyball game and then go to sleep. Um, and then do that the next day. <laughs> so I think it really taught me a lot of perseverance in wanting to make myself greater than I was the day before. Um, I got a lot of guest interaction. <laughs> I remember my first day on register, there's this little old lady who came up to me and said, I want some mashed potatoes and I couldn't find the button. And I just felt like the whole world was just staring at me, waiting for me to mess up. And so I just called my sister over. She obviously found the button right away. And then I went to the back of the restaurant and cried for a little bit. (laughs) But it taught me that when you are in a tough situation, you need to just pick it back up and keep going. Um, And it also taught me a lot of humility um, because you are literally cleaning up after big families. Um, You get smushed fries in the floor and you have to mop up salt when it's winter and all sorts of things. So you learn a lot. Um, Yeah, and actually Ike working there, that also kind of fueled our friendship there because he needed some rides to work. So we worked the exact same shift. So his parents... Um, Because I live in Warsaw, um, or lived in Warsaw, 
he would be dropped off at my house, and then we'd ride to work together and then ride home from work. So there was a lot of car rides and hanging out time. So I think that's why we kind of became good friends in the start. Um, but, yeah, so Culver's was a great time. I was there for about three years until <laughs> I was all done with my Culver's career. <laughs> I, so I got the job when I was 15. Um, so even during the interview I had, um, I was extremely nervous. It was my first job, and I was only 15, um, but I was overprepared. I mean, I had, again, my mom, she had instructed me, you know, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared, and I was extremely prepared. I had watched, I mean, just about every video online I could think of. I read articles on how to basically be, make a good impression during the interview, um, and I just studied up on it, and I, I really wanted the job. Again, at the time, I mean, I had never had a job before, so I wanted to earn money. I wanted to learn, you know, responsibility. Um, and just to learn a whole bunch, basically, and gain uh, knowledge in that field. Um, but so basically, so I got the job, which was awesome. Um, and again, and during the interview, and he was, as I was saying, uh, so one of the things I had told the uh, store manager at the time, I said, one of the things I'm, yeah, I think he, I think he asked the question, like, basically, what are you either afraid of, or what, what do you want to gain out of the job? And I had told him, I said, uh, just to be able to basically be more comfortable in front of people. Not that I was unsociable or whatever; I didn't have any friends at the time, but more so, be comfortable with talking to complete strangers and getting to know them, um, like the, you know, the daily customers, or whatever. I loved, um, you know, connecting with the customers and trying to build relationships with the, you know, the daily customers and everything like that. Um, which again, I mean, even weeks in, I mean, I. I had completely shifted my outlook on just talking to new people and going out of my comfort zone to, you know, try and make their day better, or please them a little bit more with their food or whatever and their experience. I mean, I really, that was definitely my hand, hands down my favorite part of the job was just building relationships and just always trying to make their, their experience all the better. Um, um, but yeah, and then also taught me tons of responsibility um, to be there on time, you know, to clock out on time, not to, you know, basically follow the guidelines they had set in place. And then, um, just, yeah, just working hard at it and trying to earn as much money as I could um, for a 15-year-old. And then I worked there for about a year and a half, two years. Um, and, again, the great thing about it was, again, Carolyn was saying um, how they hire 14-year-olds uh, and then upwards, of course. Um, the great thing about it was since I was homeschooled and since we were all homeschooled, um, the cool thing about it was, again, we could work in the morning or afternoon or whatever, get our school down before or after, whichever it came first. Um, and then the evenings, you know, we could still be with our families or friends or whatever. I mean, instead of, you know, if we were in the, again, the school system, um, we would have to work in the evenings. I mean, obviously that's the only time you could work or on the weekends, you know, and that's the best time to spend time with family or friends, um, or get things done or whatever. Um, whether it's, you know, getting caught up on school or whatever, um, getting personal projects done again for me, you know, again, I like to use some of my free time to work on personal projects, you know, work on, you know, just <laughs> the projects I was working on at the time, welding or whatever it be. But again, it was Again, because we were homeschooled, it allowed us to, you know, have a whole world of possibilities with our work and then just our normal life, which is great. And I'm super thankful for that. Well, just to continue again, like I, I quit Culver's, um, <laughs> let's see here, when I was 17. Um, and then so after that, I had actually quit Culver's, the job at Culver's, and I had already had my next job completely secured. So um, it was more so, so the Culver's, again, I kind of made that job by connections with Rissa and Carolyn, um, so that was kind of my in on that position. Uh, but uh, So then my next job was actually completely in the opposite direction. Um, it was in a town called Goshen. Um, and so the, the job title and the people they were hiring, um, Kat kind of was, she knew of this company and that she knew they were hiring, um, so it was a vacuum repair shop. Um, and I was just, again, I was 17, um, so I went from 
basically being, you know, just usually around 15, 20 hours a week to then being really about 30-ish, 35 hours a week sometimes. And it was during the summer when I actually quit Culver. So I was full-time. Um, I was 17. Um, so I got this job at a vacuum repair shop and I learned to fix vacuums. I know it sounds stupid, um, but I was into the company. So there's a company that makes vacuum cleaners called Dyson. Um, and again, just... Uh, mom and dad really uh flourish that passion um this company i, I think they're absolutely great they have uh, they technology the things out of everything i mean the vacuums they take something super boring and then make it super super awesome and over engineered um but anyways so i was a huge fan of this company um and they they made the vacuum cleaners so then it kind of got me into vacuum cleaners that way and just there's so much that goes into something as simple as a vacuum so i got the job at um uh, this place in goshen um but anyways it taught me a whole range of new things. Um, so at Culver's, you know, again, I only had a few hours a day. I'd very, I'd, the responsibilities were very limited since I was only 15, 16. Um, but yeah, so at this other place, the vacuum place, I mean, I was, I taught, I was taught how to open and close. I mean, I was interacting with the customers completely by my own. So I would, you know, have to sell them these products. I would have to call these customers up on the phone, you know, and I would have, I mean, it was huge, I mean, for me for as a 17-year-old. But again, it was great, and I was super grateful that I was homeschooled. Um, so in the summertime, I was able to work full-time, and then after school started back up, again, I was able to, you know, either do the afternoons or the mornings and get my school done prior to or whatever or after. Um, and it was great, and I learned tons. I learned tons, and it was great um, just to learn everything. So I'm super thankful for that. And the whole point of this all is not that, you know, you have to rush out and get your kid a job at the age of 14 or 15 or anything like that. Um, it's just to, we talk to a lot of homeschool moms who feel like they aren't going to be able to prepare their kid or that homes, because their kid's homeschooled, that they're going to be um, underprepared for college or for work or whatever else. And, you know, if that's the case and you're worried about that, one, you don't need to be because your one-on-one -on -one learning is so much more effective and then two, um, I mean, if you want them to get experience, work, and they will, if they get a job like that, that is so much more valuable than, um, I mean, having some work under their belt and learning like good work ethic is so much more valuable uh, than a lot of other types of schooling and um, prep that a lot of people do theoretically, you know. And even in college, a lot of these kids come out of college that we've interviewed, you know, in my current job and past jobs with no work experience at all, including fast food. And that just, that doesn't tell an employer, you know, uh, that this person is even really knows what it's like to have to put an employer's, uh, you know, priorities first. Um, and those are the good things to teach. So if you feel like that's something that you're worried about, maybe have them try that. That gives them a good sense. And maybe that also shows them things that they're not into, uh, you know, without a lot of stakes when they're young. So, well, thanks everyone uh, for being willing to share a little bit. And hopefully, you know, uh, you would think everyone would believe this, but, you know, it is possible to come through all the way through homeschooling. Everyone in this room was basically completely homeschooled all the way through. Um, and, uh, why did you look at me like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and it is possible to not be screwed up. Your kids are going to be fine. Uh, I am 100% confident of that. And, uh, just, you know, encourage them, build the relationships, and it, they're going to be amazing and stand out from the crowd. Thanks for listening to episode 72 of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. We covered a lot of ground and even rambled a little bit, but we hope you enjoyed hearing from Ike, Carolyn, and Rissa. If you ever have a question or comment, you can message us on Facebook or you can send us an email to Todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. We'd also really appreciate if you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen on. 
We also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Smiling Homeschooler podcast. They make math fun, and you can check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.